episode 116 of the bad taste video podcast and our second entry into our october october what do you what do you want to call it spooktacular (laughs) i don't know there's only like so many phrases you can use uh, i am here spooktacular stories yeah whatever i'm here with anthony as per usual he Uh, is back i am back he does not have to bring us to the Olive Garden. Yes, well, I do not. Why, why do I have to bring an Olive Garden? Long if story, you, but while we were hoping that you didn't show up today just so we could get some breadsticks. Yeah, dude, don't what, worry about it. What, was that a bet between you guys that I wasn't coming? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, if you if you didn't come this week, you were going to have to buy us Olive Garden. I know. I forgot. What was... What was I forgot why. What was last week? You had a you had to edit something. Freddy's dead. Oh yes, yes, we yes. We're gonna go in to have you here for. He had revisions. Yeah, yeah, that sucked. And that other voice you are hearing from the ether is Mr. Grizz. Uh, what is going on? I am happy that we're all here. It is October, our favorite time of year, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm actually a winter person, I guess. Oh, no, I'm such fall. a winter person. Sorry, guys. Sorry to disappoint everybody, but I like, I'm I like the, when it's cold as fuck out. I, I'm that. I'm that. Like, what is it? The the reimagining of the guy riding the skateboard, listening to Fleetwood Mac, but <laughs> the pumpkin one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's me. Anthony's basic as fuck. Going. No, fucking I just no, no, just it's pumpkin just nice. spice. Anthony over here. I'm more. I'm I, I'm a big coffee guy, but I'm more of like the natural pumpkin spice, like real extract, not the syrup stuff, like the big corporate brands give you. So I kind of resent that. Dude, <laughs> what happened to you? I'm the same. <laughs> Anthony so and I used to sleep too. in a van. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got a new phone case, though. What is that? It's Columbo. Oh, it's my God. Col- <laughs> Everyone talks about how they have, like, oh, I get winter depression and seasonal depression in the wintertime and shit. No. I'm the exact opposite. I get that in the middle yeah. of summer when it's beautiful outside. I have this, like, weight of the world on me that I'm supposed to be, like, taking advantage of how fucking nice it is when all yeah. I really want to do is sit inside in the dark and just mope so <laughs> yeah, the winter I'm time all, is my time to thrive winter well, and fall is hands down the best you're crazy if you don't think that well you feel like you have less uh like responsibility i guess yeah. it's dark out what the fuck are you gonna do you know it's Cold. not yeah i love that shit me too i wonder a restaurant's probably gonna invest restaurants are probably gonna invest in the heaters now probably Hell right? yeah! Hell yeah! Gotta start buying all them up, boys. Well, they yeah. just said here yeah. in New York that uh, you could—they were gonna like allow for restaurants to have those like propane heaters for their outside, you know, sitting yeah. areas and shit. Mamma mia! Something's going up on fire. Let me tell you. <laughs> Some restaurant doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. We just want to shout out to the FDNY. Uh, <laughs> FDNY. Whoever 
really, really busy starting in November. <laughs> Thanksgiving <laughs> weekend's gonna look way different. This Seriously, time. Oh, you how, could say how that again. enjoyable <laughs> is that though to be like it's it's like you know middle of November and it's fucking thirty degrees out and you're yeah. at a restaurant <laughs> trying to eat yeah. some you know pasta. We've been waiting for our trio appetizer for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Freezing your ass off because those things don't really work. Yeah. As soon as it hits the table, it's fucking cold. Do, do, yeah. The breeze comes, you're like, oh, there it goes. At, at, our, at our friend's wedding last year, one of the heaters died, and everyone was just on one side of the room. Remember that? They had to bring in a new heater. My feet were so cold. <laughs> it was so cold. <laughs> hey, did you see that Friday the 13th box set that just came out? The huge one? No, I saw, the only thing I saw on Friday the 13th was an oh I'm not sure if you posted it. I saw like an old someone posted like an old ad of like renting movies for Halloween for Friday like all Friday thirteenth uh -huh. stuff. That's all I saw. Was uh, oh no, no dude, out. there's like a new box set that Screen they just put out. Factory, right? Is that who did it? I it, it's one of those people. I can't fucking believe how many times they're gonna re-release these fucking yeah. movies. And from what I understand, there's nothing new in it, right? It's all the same interviews, the same footage they've always had. They didn't do anything special besides slap some new artwork on it. That I can't verify, but they did have, like, Crystal Lake Memories. They had the, uh, the book, the coffee table book. They had... The actual, you know, documentary that's like fucking six hours long. Well, isn't that documentary like ten years old now, or is that the Nightmare on Elm Street one? Why they're both pretty old. Yeah, can I we was, get a new one? Can we get an upgrade? I was living in my other apartment when that came out. Yeah, so that was a while ago. Uh, there's, but there was also Crystal. There's Crystal Lake Memories, right? And then yeah. there's his name is Jason or whatever. Mm -hmm. That was another documentary that they did, right? Yeah, his name is Jason. That was, I, that, but that's that's also like ten years old, like at least. I don't know. I think but that one's 08. I I remember being absolutely shocked with the first Blu-ray release that they did of uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Yes. Because that was the first time you could like clearly see like in the beginning of the movie. Like him in the clothesline, like you see him dressed like he was in part two. Yeah. Are those the red covered ones that have like, there's like a series and they all have like a red colored font and stuff to them? Uh, no, I think these had the, I have one that's like, it had like one and two and then three and four, five and six. I there was you. like two of them, you know, they, they weren't very expensive, but that was the first time where I saw one of these like blu-rays where i was like holy shit, shit because good. the dvds always just looked like the fucking vhs yeah. like there was a straight vhs rip I, oh yeah i really think now there's a market for like i'm 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 victim of it of like very like blu-ray releases with very good artwork and like really cool specs of super like special features yeah like i think like i'm like the criterion and all those other things that i'm buying. yeah 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 it's just been it, well they're super well done they give you yeah. your money's worth with yeah. all the extra stuff it's yeah. not the same old shit that you see uh you know this was on the dvd yeah. then it was on the special edition dvd then it was on the steelbook dvd here's a still then book. it was on yeah then it was on blu-ray yeah. and then here's like a fucking steelbook blu-ray and then here's the special <laughs> edition and then here's the box set Dude, how many times has, have they put like a Nightmare on Elm Street in box set form? Can I make can I make was, a controversial thing? Yeah. Those first batch of DVDs, I think, are the most un underwhelming, ecstatic, and releases of the ones any with the, horror with the red, red border. It was the most like as as iconic it is for me 
buying those as like being in high school, uh-huh. like looking back on it was the laziest Trash. releases I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Yeah. Like out of like any, I I put that against all Blue Day really. I would probably buy like a shitty romantic comedy Blu-ray that looked better. I used to buy um, those DVDs at Coconut. Yeah, right here. And they were like a dollar ninety nine. Me too. Me too. They're like fucking nothing. I remember every week I would buy them. I could remember what there's two uh, two VHS box sets alone. For Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, and they had that one there for years. They right? just sat on the top of the rack. Because yeah, it was like $150. And I should have bought that instead of all those shitty DVDs. They also had the um, uh, the Sleepaway Camp one. I remember that. Yeah. Like the... It was, the, the, it was the, the sneaker? No, no. It was like the kit. Like the oh, yes, first aid yes, kit. Yes, yeah. uh, like then they, they did the DVDs. Like the first... Yeah. Those first DVDs, and then they did ones that were like a little bit better. But yeah. they also did that with the VHS. How many times did they release a Nightmare on Elm Street? Right, there was the media release. Then they had like another release. Do you remember the then- mid '90s Star Wars boom, where they did like the THX? Um, yeah. The classic, the tr- the trilogy, the black and that. yeah, yeah, the which, one that everybody had. Then there was, was a so gold good. one. The gold. Then the, uh, not even a year later, they're like, "You remember what we put out a year ago? Well, check out this one. It is gold." <laughs> I have the original. One, the first one that they put that was blue. Oh, yeah, baby. Wait, speaking of VHS tapes from way back, I have to show Anthony something that I found today thrifting. Guys, please take the stage. So how are you, Chris? I was going to say, is that how cute it is? I wonder what he's getting up. uh, What is he? he's, He's grabbing a copy of Babysitter's Club 2, which I didn't even know they put that out on VHS. I hope it's meatballs, too. <laughs> okay, so once tell. in a while, Anthony and I will reference something from years ago where we'll do Mitchell. You found Mitchell? Dude. Thrifting? Dude. No way. Dude. Oh, it's the Mystery Design it's Theater the, one. It's the one that we watched. Okay, because for a second, if you gave me a copy of Mitchell, I would have never believed it, but this is more believable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So this yeah. was something that we've watched in the past years ago when we were in our old band. Holy shit, it's just Mitchell. Yeah. I've only seen the DVD with like all like a thousand of them on it. This yeah, no, it's just Mitchell. It's the Mystery Science Theater Rhino release oh of Mitchell. God. Dude, this, if I could recommend one episode of Mystery Science Theater to watch, it's, I, 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 I bet our friend Jerry would yell at me, but I really think this is my favorite one. Yeah. It's just, it's John just. John Saxon, right? Yeah, and it's no matter what, and yeah, no matter what happens, you could just reference the opening song which is just uh, uh like a guitar waka chicken yeah yeah what is it he's like a he's like a special agent yeah. or some shit yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't really remember we're gonna we're gonna have to watch that one night yeah, right it's Anthony? An obscure release yep everyone should everyone should see it all right you guys we are going to jump into the bad taste time machine here i'm hopping in i'm dialing it back to the year oh. 1994 Ooh. mike set the scene for us Okay, so there's no real uh, release date of this, so we're just going to do like, you know, early October of 1994, okay? Is that good? Does that suffice to everybody? Yes. I like it. Because, you know, I want to I wanna appease everybody, but we are, we are from the Northeast, so we are hockey fans here. Or for lockout, first week of October of 94. Oh, uh, strike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, well, was, was, sorta. Was, I'm not a big sports guy. Was this the year of the baseball strike too? Nah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Who knows? <laughs> it's 95. Doom two. 
was released on October 10th of that year. Awesome. Love Doom it. 2, Hell on Earth, played yeah. the shit out of that game, dude. Me listening to, like, no effects playing that. <laughs> <laughs> on the fucking PC. You, you know the story how The Rock tweeted that, oh, I've never been a part of a good video game franchise. Yeah. And they're like, Dwayne. <laughs> they're like, come on, man. Uh, and of course, your WCW champion, the Hulk Hogan, until I think actually he loses it in 1995 yes. at Halloween Havoc to the Giant when they have like the uh, the sumo the sumo match on the roof with the trucks and then the Giant falls off. Right? Then he like he steals the belt at the end. This is Hollywood Hogan no, still here. Uh, no, no, this is this is regular Hogan yeah. at this point. When it was when they against they the, the Dungeon Hulkster, of Doom, yeah. Yeah. and then uh, the mania. Because then the giant steals the belt, and then Savage wins the battle royal, and he's the champion. Yeah, and WCW is hard to keep track of. I love that shit. I love that shit. I live for that. Hot take. Watch what you said. One of those guys. The cruiserweight matches were the best part of those series. Hey man, early Eddie, early early Chris. Best part. Damn. I was not a big fan about seeing legends breaking their backs on um, trap doors. Okay, guys. Those yeah. lucha uh, matches, though. Jesus. Yeah, they man. Were, they're they the were best. some of the best stuff you could watch at the time. Best. I love it. I love it. Anthony, who was the WWF champion of the time? We've done this three times before, and the answer's been Bret Hart. It's still Bret Hart. There you uh, go. Different reign. He's about to lose it to Bob Backlund, and then the birth of. Can you insert? I'm pulling down a horn. You got to put that in there. And Diesel wins it later on. I'm stroking my mullet as we speak, talking about. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get all of you to, we're gonna get all of you to watch wrestling eventually with yeah. us. Uh, no, no, don't, don't. I'll suggest good matches. For we'll you. watch old stuff. We're gonna, we're gonna have fun. Okay. Well, no, but this week's movie. You're walking through the, the video store, and what do you see on the shelf? Interview the vampire. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> Savage Harvest, right? The uh, the cover doesn't really show you much. At least not this one. Uh, there is a later release that I have that is quite different, right? It looks a little bit more like a horror film. But that name, that name would sell me, boy. Savage Harvest? Yeah, hell yeah. That sounds there, Isn't this one of many Savage Harvests? <laughs> There's a lot of just Savage Harvests uh, there. Uh, this is the one that we, we watched this week. It's the one with the lions, right? Where yes. Just, the yeah, lions that's what I started people. watching. Yeah, thank God. That's what I started thank watching. God. Like, Oops. <laughs> but this was a shot on video, straight to video. Uh, I guess you could say Native American revenge film from 1994, written and directed by Eric Stanzi. You may know him from other things that we may have talked about, like the scare game. Uh, I, Ice from the Sun, right? The Scrapbook. Yeah, he uh, a ton of shit. I think he made this when he was only like 21, 22 years old. Was this his first feature film? I think this is his first full length that he had done. Yeah. yeah. Is this considered a feature film or just a, a full length? I think it's just like considered a, <laughs> like a, a full length. Like it's, it's labeled under video. On IMDb, if you see a lot of times, like a lot of movies are labeled as like a movie, but this one yeah, is under straight that to video. video category. Yeah, uh, I guess maybe because it was filmed on video. Yeah, is that straight why? to video too. Probably. Yeah. Is that is that what it is? I I always took it as maybe because I'm fucking stupid uh, that like it was released to video, like it was never released in theater, so it would come up as video. But that's I what I'm, that's what I'm assuming as well. That that's why it's labeled as video on IMDb. 
We don't we don't know the rules. We just watch the movies, all right, guys? <laughs> we just Jesus. break them. No rules, just movies. Yeah. So this was filmed in Missouri in a in a shit ton of places, right? They had a like a laundry list of uh, locations that they used. It was filmed between uh, July 17th of 1993 and finished in December of 1993. So, it, pretty long shoot, right? I was in but, kindergarten. Yeah, look at that. And little Anthony, while they were fucking filming this shit, you were <laughs> shitting your pants, right? Yeah. At, uh, where'd you go to elementary old country, school? Old Country Road Elementary School. Is that really oh, what it was called? My teacher was Mrs. Pilat. <laughs> Dude, yeah. There, we had an old Wait. country buffet by us. We used to go all the time. We'd that's all get lot. sick. We'd go, Boy. okay, we're going to... Mrs. Cottrell, that's his name. We would go, what, like 10 of us. Then we'd go, okay, we're going to go hang out after. Uh, we'd go to Anthony's house. You'd immediately lose four people because their <laughs> stomach hurt. Then we'd get to Anthony's house and everybody else would be shitting their brains out the whole night. And then we would just do it again. Like, oh, yeah. Old country colonic. It works every time. Old country colonic. (laughs) Didn't they change the name of it? Isn't it like the World Buffet now? Yeah, I haven't been there since. I don't know if it's the same. It looks nicer than it was. When we went, it was a little little sketchy. There's a great um, employee hire video of Old Country Buffet on YouTube. You can look up. Really? Dude, it's so fucking funny. Yeah. Damn. Damn. (laughs) So this actually spawned a sequel that came out you know years later in 2006 2006? yeah yeah savage harvest october blood uh pretty pretty interesting name i probably won't be renting this but you watched it no no no, did you i'm wondering no i i kind of i kind of want to know what it's like we should have just to make to see what it's all Mm. about for the show you sure we fucked up what about uh, that extreme 90s music from uh, Hotel Faux Pas? <laughs> that's a great it's like the Pete and Pete intro, right? Like, yeah. That's what all the music reminds me but of. I like, that, like, I like the Pete and Pete intro. This, mu- this music, it just, it's extremely, extremely like 90s, what, garage rock type alternative. Yeah, it's like wannabe grunge. It's like... It's the same band that Pete tries to steal a song from remember <laughs> the one he's trying to find <laughs> yeah 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 but it's a, isn't it just the fucking what's it called <laughs> no it's i think it's the band that does the intro yeah, but it's not yeah. the, i don't think it's the intro song yeah it's a he, good episode you hear some playing it like in the garage yeah. or something right and he's tr- and you you, you 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 realize as you get older wait a second are we trying to help pete rip off this song uh. <laughs> i remember when he goes any outie Oh any he plays a chord there's oh. another card out so weird oh uh, so like we said before these were salt city releases both well there's two copies that they released around that time uh grizz you have the original that was released in 95 right and i have the one that was released in 2000 pretty interesting stuff right they're pretty much identical uh, you dead. have a trailer before yours though right for one of our favorite movies, City of the Vampire by uh, Ron Bonk. Pretty, pretty cool. And this also has like a lot of Ron Bonk type shots in it. If you noticed, like a lot of the tracking shots, like the Evil Dead type stuff. I really wish uh, they would have let Matthew have a crack at that soundtrack, though, boy. I would have made this movie a hell of a lot better. I agree. So uh, I'm going to hit the trailer. and We'll get into this movie.
Okay, so uh, Grizz, do you want me to do the synopsis this week or? Yeah, dude, last week was just so sweet. I don't know if I could, uh, I don't know if I want to fuck with my uh, my reign of supremeness from last week. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to just pass it off on a high yeah, note, and right? And on a high note. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good plan. Good plan. I commend you for I'll that. I'll fuck it up I next week. You. Yeah, yeah. So let me let me try this. A group of friends going to help at an old farm uncover an old Native American curse that leads to their doom. There you go. Yeah, that's that, not that's bad. That's going to be hard for me to follow next week. That's not bad. I think we're getting better and better at this. Also, before we go any further, this guy's wearing a Motley Crue shirt. Jack, <laughs> the fucking scowl-looking guy. Uh, yeah, so Savage Harvest. Very... Um, well done for a shot on video film, mm-hmm. right? This one like is one where they're they're shooting way above their, uh, you know, their level, and it's pretty unique when it comes to this type of film. It is a possession movie. It is like out in the woods kind of, but it it uses like the the whole Native American thing as like the. The catalyst right like a native american curse usually it's just like a singular entity or something like that nope not in this one it's pretty interesting it's that so, and it's also like all the classic horror movies from the 80s that you love thrown into that storyline is pretty much what yeah. i took away from this there's a lot of tropes in this it's a very i just thought the whole movie was Basically, every unsigned band videos from the 90s engulfed into one <laughs> Like, I feel like I'm just waiting for Beavis and Butthead to start talking between songs. Well, you got, like, the Ron, <laughs> the Ron Bonk, uh, you know, negative vampire vision and everything. It fits the time. What do you guys think about the characters in this? You do have, like, a you know, your teens or young adults, really. Uh... It's pretty stereotypical of the time and the type of movie. The acting, not great, but yes. but but the people that uh, you know, you, you get what they're trying to do. I will say, some of the acting is better than I thought going in compared to other movies we've seen at this level around this time. Yeah, uh, well, I think it might be because it was sh- it, the way it's shot too. This is yeah. pretty much. Maybe on, I would say on the level of like a book Walter film, right? Yeah. Plus, I would say definitely on that same level as far as the acting goes. I mean, none of these people are are known actors. None of them went on to become known actors. I mean, they do a lot of low budget stuff, but that's pretty much what you're gonna get. You're gonna get that like, you know, art school fucking <laughs> fresh out of you know yeah. college kind of acting from these people. Well, yeah. they were all pretty much only in Eric Stanzi movies, yeah. most of them, besides maybe one or two. But they were all basically from his movies from around this time. So they're probably just his friends yeah. or people from film school or something like that. Uh, they do an okay job. It's not the best, but the movies is shot very well. So the characters are pretty likable, right? I guess you would say. They're not obnoxious to me. None of them really are 
like, oh, I hope this person gets killed, right? Yeah, and Stanzi does, he tries, I think he's a little, you know, overzealous in this sense, in this movie, but he does try to have some character development with some story that doesn't really, you know, really apply to the movie at all to try to build a little bit of that backstory with these people. So I guess that gives them a little bit more likability or some kind of, you know, sense of who they are, but it doesn't, doesn't, it's not really needed. Yeah. I do have a problem with the guy, Jeff, cause he looks like he's like 40 years old. He fucking totally. He's got, right? he's got he a skull. Looks, it, dude. It's yeah. Yeah. He's got the skull. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing like a Budweiser shirt. He's wearing a Motley <laughs> Crue shirt. He looks like you, like your fucking uncle that won't move out of your grandma's house. He's dating house, Mickey, right? who's like fucking thirteen, looking for. Some- yeah, Dude. she looks like Blossom, right? <laughs> so I, I've never had a skullet. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering, do people, do people like, is he like? Are you aware if you have a skullet? Like, is it like? I am. In, <laughs> you know what I'm saying is like back then. Like, do you think like it was like? It's more uh, acceptable, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's just like, oh, they have long hair. I'm like, no, you don't. Yeah, well, it was like considered alternative, maybe, yeah. if you were shaving your head, like, yeah. I don't know. I was only, uh, I was seven, so I probably had a uh, a buzz cut at the time, right? I, I had like a... Maybe I, a bowl cut at seven? I, 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 I still had the pompadour going on. Damn, man. I, was, I, I had, had a mullet there, yeah, I wear the tracksuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to school looking like Anthony Jr. from The Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, my father's passing out feeding ducks. Yeah. Those tracksuits that were made out of like garbage bags. Oh, yeah. You hear you coming a mile away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bright blue, right? Or like with the pink accent. Got, like or neon like... piping on it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I wore a lot of corduroy back then. I think I may have had, I think I may have had a snowsuit like that. Yeah. Remember those? Like the one, the one piece like jumpsuit and yeah. it would be like a neon color. Like you go into fucking Aspen, right? For Thanksgiving. Yeah. My mom my mom always, even like this time of year, didn't want me to get a cold, so I always had thermals on. Meanwhile, I'm in like the middle of class, like... Uh, 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 uh. It's I don't know if this is just like a, a, a white trash thing or not, but we, we used to put fucking sandwich bags yeah. on our feet, dude, when you put them inside your boots to make sure your shit doesn't get wet. You guys fuck yeah, with that? Dude, yeah. When did you ever have actual water uh, waterproof boots? I never, never did. I had never, I, never, I had never. shoes I like had, my old sneakers that I would wear. Yeah, I had the Kmart special. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking wearing like th- boots that are twi- you know two sizes too big. Get those fucking uh, those wonder bags, baby. Wrap them bitches up. I still don't think I have boots that are completely waterproof. <laughs> if, if I'm being honest, right? Mike now. still goes to work with fucking yeah, bread my bags Adidas. on it. Yeah, I wear my fucking Adidas on, you know. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> uh, one character that we need to talk about, Uncle Gary Polonia. Uh, my favorite character. So Karen's uncle, who they're going to his uh, his property to help clean out the barn. He looks like he's a Polonia brother. He's got the mustache. Yeah. He's got the glasses, right? The way real. he speaks. That's, that's not real mustache. <laughs> I bet you that is. I don't know that's a real mustache. I bet you that is. For a second, I was like, ah, and then there was like another angle. I'm like, oh, that's for sure fake. They no, do a, a totally couple close-ups. No, they do a couple close-ups uh, on him, and you see that he's actually like a significantly older than them. Yeah. Right, like when he's talking to Jeff, like it looks like two old guys talking about Bucky's or something. Yeah. I love that. Bucky's a Bucky's. Bucky's or Bucky's. <laughs> uh, I do like that. 
they kind of fake you out with who the final girl's gonna be, right? Yeah, we'll get to a that bit though. Of a plot twist there, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, fucking brutal too. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> so this movie is kind of close to a few different other films, right? But one that it really strikes me as, you know, an homage to, but it's it's probably not. But it reminds me of Demons, the Bava film, because the way that these things look, the way that like they're attacking people and stuff, it really reminds me of that movie a lot. Only sure, yeah. Only it takes place on like a farm, basically. What do you think? Like this also has a touch of Evil Dead to it. Right, like yeah, touch of Dawn bit, of the yeah. Dead too, in my opinion. A lot of it, yeah. Really? How do you you really think Dawn of the Dead? Well, I mean, I think maybe you could you could insert I could have put any of the dead movies, you know, into that statement I just said because it has that. There's a lot of zombie trope going on here, as far as like you know the being infected by being attacked by somebody who's already possessed. Now you're possessed, kind of thing. Uh, they're kind of held up on this property in that in the in the in the farmhouse and stuff. So it kind of has that held up inside of a place trying to escape kind of a vibe. It's got the whole Evil Dead thing going on with being in the woods and shit. It touches on a lot of those movies, in my opinion. Yeah, it's really pretty interesting and it's pretty unique for these shot on video films. Usually they're slashers or vampire movies, right? This one actually has a bit of production value to it. Yeah, it's definitely a step up from what you would normally see, and it's really quite impressive, especially the special effects. It's the skullet. I know <laughs> the skullet is actually uh, very distracting. He looks like the guy from Greece from the Scorpions. <laughs> he totally oh, you, yeah, the, yeah, he does. Knicky I'm more of a fan of him in was. Greece too. I'm more, <laughs> more of a fan of isn't he in Greece too as well? Uh, uh, I think he is actually. Is he? I don't really remember. I think Reese he might too. be. I think he might have returned. He's the only one, so, I think. So no, no. What's her name? Pinky returned too. Whatever her name is. <laughs> the, well, the the pink hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. She comes back in that one, and yeah. she's with Sandy's cousin Michael, who yes. is from Australia. Yes. And then what he the gets a motorcycle. <laughs> yes. And learns to do wheelies hey, and shit, and like jumps the gorge. Another movie that probably would have done better if it wasn't a sequel. Think about it. That's true. That I enjoyed. Curse. Hey. I enjoyed Grease take? Two too. Hot take. Grease Two is great. Grease Grease Two. It's great. Grease Two. Are you a big fan of a motorcycle you heard it here. fight? Dude, cool rider. That's a great ending. Yeah. Songs. Yeah. The songs are good. I think the songs are weak, but I think the movie is. Get, uh, get out of here, man! Cool Rider's awesome. Yeah. What's the one that they sing? The bowling alley. Yeah, that the bowl, the bowl tonight one. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. You like? <laughs> I feel like they were running out of ideas. What did kids do back yeah, then? Bowling alley. Bowl. We're gonna bowl. <laughs> we're gonna rent our shoes. They're gonna smell bad. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Presidi, you're fired. Good try. Uh, good try. See, we're not we're not only about horror films no, here, man. Everything. We watch everything. We, we watch, watch everything. Every yeah, yeah. We watch everything. Did so, you put on Grease three? Is there a Grease 3? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say. They, they just filmed They filmed the live Grease down the block from here at Grumman's. Oh, they did really? live Grease. The Grease live. Oh, wow. It was right here. I think they, you know, side note, I think they, uh, the main guy broke his ankle or something on the, on like the dress rehearsal that day. Damn. Yeah, isn't that's that crazy? Rough. They did it still. That's rough. 
Greece, Greece runs our lives, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, do you guys feel like this is like a fall slash, you know, October movie? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain to you why I think it it does. Do it. It feels like it. Yeah. What? Do, well, Grizz, what do you think? I, I mean, I think it does just because it, it has so many of those kind of like classic horror feels to it. So whenever I watch something like that, you kind of automatically, you know, just your mindset goes to Halloween. I don't know if there's anything in particular that I could pick out where I'm like, oh, this is fall related. So I'd be interested to hear your take on it if you could pick something out. So to me, this feels like almost like how darkness feels where it's not necessarily a Halloween movie. It's not necessarily a fall movie, but just like the the aura of the film, it feels the like essence. it's it feels like it's taking place around that time at points, right? This one feels like it's taking place in like September, October. They're in like an old barn. That's always like in one of those like Halloween fall scarecrow type films. Well, the name also, also like, Harvest implies. Yeah, well, that really fall. has to do with their, uh, I guess, during the, the mythos that we'll get to later. But to me, just when you watch this movie, it feels like you're watching a movie that takes place around the fall. You know what I mean? Like you look at around the place, like the woods. It's I don't know. It's just no. It, yeah, it definitely doesn't like, feel like spring or summer or anything like that. That's for sure. I can totally yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah, like they're never going in the water or anything like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. It's there's le- there's leaves on the ground. They did. Uh, I think they did film for more than half the year, like into December. You know? So. What can what can I say? What can you do? This is one though that I really uh, enjoy to watching around this time though. This is definitely in my Halloween rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this also differs from a lot of the other Native American revenge films. Like we watch Scalps, and that has like the killer entity right that comes back to wreak havoc on people. That's uh, pretty much there- usually the case with these movies. Yeah as well is that there's usually the vengeful spirit the vengeful you know entity that comes back you know to claim its land or some shit like that yeah well like that it's a it's a singular killer type thing right you have poltergeist right where there it was an inch an ancient indian burial ground and yeah. it's it's haunted by them then you know you have things that like you know johnny Firecloud. Like those types of revenge movies where he goes and starts killing all the people that wronged him. Right. That shit's pretty cool. But like, this is pretty mean, different compared. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but this is kind of different than all those, right? This is more like Super the native. Yeah, like it, they're talking about demons and all that shit. With all the other ones, it's usually ghosts and, you know, uh, you know, scalps is a killer going around that happens to be a native american spirit right i feel like also that this trope isn't really used anymore right they don't they yeah, don't really use this yeah i think it's kind of died off a little i think it yeah. might be a yeah, bit he's saying racist yes is that the, is <laughs> ding, ding 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 that's what i was gonna say too <laughs> I, I i think i think i think now they became more aware how oh, culturally think, insensitive it might be what about pet cemetery though Ground sour? <laughs> that's 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 based on Native American stuff. Is it? 
oh yeah. Oh. But was the remake? Did they? Did they? Did they? Did yeah, they shovel the, the deck wind, in the remake? There was the Wendigo and everything. Oh, I didn't see the remake. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't really. There you go. Pet Cemetery came out before this, but the remake came out very recently. I didn't watch the remake. But now. like shit like this, where like there's a curse, like that's not racist. No, I don't I was think gonna say. I want to touch I back on that still though, because this yeah. I don't think. Is, is, is you know the reason why they don't make it now is I think is they're afraid to be labeled as exactly. that. Exactly. I don't think this movie correct. is racist in any sense yes. of it. I think this movie actually highlights a lot of the bullshit that you know the Cherokee people had went through, and this is just like a good these motherfuckers are getting their comeuppance kind of a fucking <laughs> thing. But, yeah, no, what I believe what you're saying. I think like a lot of people feel like it might be more risky now if they're coming across ignorant, right? Yeah, you know about like curses and. Because this type of stuff could be more sensitive. I could tell you, you know? this right now. I don't think anybody was Native American in this movie. No, not no, a chance in hell. But that's probably an issue. Uh, right. You know, what, no. what, can you, what can you do? <laughs> Different time. All right. So it's time for a new segment. And this time it's my turn, right? Uh, right, Grizz? Well, Anthony's going to be shocked up. on this one because now we're just fucking... We're just, Guys just we're pulling just, off his makeup. Yeah. Well, he's. We're gonna get into that, Anthony. <laughs> but it's time for the meat grinder. The meat grinder. <laughs> All right. So basically, what I did was, and what I'm gonna do is, every week I am going to write a song about the movie that we watched. Okay. Right? And it's going to be in the vein of if you're a New York local or maybe not, I don't know. Is 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 Mortician known like everywhere? Oh fuck yeah, dude. They are, right? Yeah. They're they're a big band. Mortician right? is a yeah. fucking band. Yeah. So that was like a band that I grew up listening to. It's really like what two guys. But um Anthony, you're you're uh in the know of what they sound yes, like, right? Of course, yeah. Minute minute and a half songs grizz what uh what genre would you call it uh, i think this is probably bordering on what some people would call gore grind but it's definitely you know that death metal gore grind crossover it's a good mix of both all right so let's take a break and hopefully this doesn't make you um ah never mind
yeah, uh, that's. <laughs> Can I make a song? <laughs> you hear that dive bomb? Did you hear yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Thank you, uh, Jackson Guitars. Please <laughs> sponsor us. Sponsor me. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, that's uh, a little bit of time behind the computer, some guitar work, and uh, easy drummer. <laughs> the best drummer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Drummer joke. <laughs> yeah, let me know what you thought uh, at Bad Taste Video on Instagram. So, this has uh, a slightly different demon lore, and it's pretty interesting, right? Now, all these stones that people were in contact with, etc., they all had different pictures on them, right? And they all had different animals and reptiles and all sorts of shit. And if you say you touched like the snake one, you would be possessed by a snake demon. And you would, like Anthony was saying before, the guy was peeling off his skin. Yeah. He was possessed by like the yeah. snake demon. You had one that was a scorpion, right? And I guess that was the guy with the tongue that bit, uh, yeah. bit, bit the guy in the yeah. yeah. Um, there's a vulture demon and you just like see her. like the old woman going around and like, uh, just like eating all the dead bodies and yeah, shit. Yeah, she's not attacking I, anybody. She's just eating the dead people, which is such a cool fucking aspect. It's, it reminds me of like the old lady zombie from, um, the video dead. Oh dude, totally. Yeah. That's exactly what she's like. Just like fucking creepy ass fucking zombie walking around right uh i think um jeff turns into the boar demon right he has like a pig nose and like the teeth and like the tusk he's one of my favorite demons in this yeah. movie too he's just like very intense a lot quicker than the other ones and just aggressive i, I really dig that character once he turns He's like the crystal meth demon, right? With his Motley Crue shirt on. <laughs> his skull. Yeah, that's the best. It's pretty much the same. <laughs> and then we have pretty much like the master of the demons, uh, the evil uh, spirit. Good movie title. There you go. Uh, Rhett Laku, right? And he's actually pretty good looking, right? The final monster is, is pretty believable. It's got like a big Indian like coat on, right? It's made out of like animal skin. He's wearing bones and stuff. Yeah, the sequence horns is really good. Teeth. He's, it's pretty good. I I think I've seen a lot worse. That's for sure. I think a lot of people too would ask, you know, is this really a, a demon movie or is this like a Native American movie? And I think with this character, uh, you know, let how the fuck am, I can't even pronounce my own name half the time. Ret Lacoub or whatever the hell you're going to pronounce Ret it. Ret Lacoub. Ret Lacoub. His definition, <laughs> in the, like, or how they explain him in the movie alone, you know, tells you that he is a demon because they explain him as a devil made out of all of the evil souls of people that he consumes. And that is such a cool fucking explanation for a demon. I love that. Yeah, I think that makes him pretty fucking awesome. And I like how only, like, an heir or, you know, a blood relative of the wait should i tell you want me to tell the lore of what fucking mr polonia just says do it this? way fucking quicker than that motherfucker does because he spends like a yeah, good 30 minutes of this movie <laughs> explaining okay, everything okay. so a cherokee elder 
tells his tribe that the white man can be trusted. Obviously, we can't be. <laughs> and they end up on the Trail of Tears, right? They end up escaping the Trail of Tears. And the Elder is so distraught with his bad decision that he turns to, like, black magic to try to help his tribe, right? And he becomes obsessed with it. And eventually, uh, his tribe kills him because he's evil now, right? He turns their crops to stone. That's where you get, I guess, Savage Harvest from. Now, the whole thing was he was in contact with this evil spirit, Retlaku, and I guess he wanted to be, he wanted to summon him, right? But now the only way that you would be able to summon him is by a blood descendant of this elder uh, has to be bleeding on this certain rock or whatever, right? But none of these so, kids are Cherokee, so we have nothing to worry about. Now, this is how they explain it, which is pretty clever. Karen got into a bad accident and needed a blood transfusion, and she apparently got a transfusion from the person that was a blood relative of what this elder. are the fucking odds? I thought that was pretty clever. No, it's such a good turn. I really do like that. I pick on I really, it, but dude, it's great. It really is. I really thought it was pretty clever. Uh, it's a way to kind of get around making somebody say that they're like fucking Native American, because that shit's stupid as fuck, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, how do you think this compares to other shot on video films from around this time, like the early 90s, even the mid to late 90s? <laughs> I feel like this one's done extremely well compared to really a lot well. of stuff we've seen. It shot really well. I think it looks good. Even the quality of camera that they used is pretty good. It's pretty good, right? It's a step below goosebumps. <laughs> they they went they were pretty ambitious. I think they went for some crazy camera shots that I you don't see from that shot on video movies great. like from that aspects spin. and stuff like that that you wouldn't expect from shot on video who gets movies. Killed. I forgot who gets killed that kill that it's like into the moon, like they do that spin shot where it kind of, like the guy's on his back. Yeah, the that, oh, spins, it's so good. And then it crossfades in the moon. That was really cool. And it's also really good editing. The editing on this is pretty Eric's, good. Eric Stanzi. It's very good editing. Yeah, like, you know, just like shots where you get like, like they're putting stones in this Edited. bag and you get the perspective where the camera's inside the bag shooting out of it. Stuff like that you don't see in shot on video movies. Uh... There's also, I don't know if you guys noticed this too, like in the beginning there's a great scene where it shows like the older, uh, the natives, you know, putting a stake through this person's head and it kind of like, you know, foreshadows almost or kind of, I don't know what the reverse of foreshadowing is, but there's like a scene where they're pounding stakes of the tent into the ground with the rock. Yeah. And it just gave me that same visual and they kept kind of like alluding back to that. So I thought there was a lot of smart things that they did with this movie that you don't get from things from Todd Sheets where it's just like, let's pull the chainsaw and rip through the whole fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, the thing about this movie, kind of like darkness, is like the person making the movie had a vision that was definitely doable and they pulled it off with really, really good low budget effects. Oh yeah, for sure. Right? This movie, even without the effects, would actually be really good, but True. I mean, that shit takes it to the next level. When I say like there's crazy shit in this movie. I'm not lying. And the first maybe three quarters, nah, maybe the first half, 
there's really not much, right? It's basically building the lore and setting up for like the demons to start possessing people. But once that happens, it just goes crazy, right? The way that the demons are killed, the way the demons kill the people. It all looks really good. You get a really good shot when she gets the gun where the oh, camera is actually on the barrel of the gun yeah. and you see it move with her and then it's facing down and she pulls the trigger and blows the fucking head off the demon. Looks great. Yeah. There's some great it effects really... uh, when Karen gets ripped in half. She finally gets attacked by the um, the, the crazy named thing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it literally Replicum. rips her in two and you get some really beautiful entrail shots that are just like Far beyond what you'd expect from a movie of this caliber. Yeah, it looks like something that you would see from Germany, right? Like, oh, they totally went to a slaughterhouse and just uh, got some pig organs for that shit. It looks, like a, uh, looks like a real Burning Moon type scene, totally right? Does. Like a hell scene from yeah. Burning Moon. And it's filmed beautifully. It's really great. Uh, when uh, Mickey basically bashes Jeff's head in with a chainsaw. And like you just see it turn into like a pulp and his body is still moving. You know what I mean? Uh, like dude, his hands and arms. Yeah, that, I, it's I awesome. Love that shit. Yeah, it looks really, really good. I, I like the final stab, and it's just like, it, yeah. You see, like his teeth are all fucked up on the side of his head. There's tons of shit like that. You know in what's this movie. so great about that scene in particular is that in all these horror movies, someone has a chainsaw. It doesn't fucking work. What do they always do? They drop the fucking chainsaw and they run through the woods. For her to use the broken chainsaw as a blunt to object smash. of force yeah. to smash that fucker's head in was perfect. It's exactly what you would do in that situation, and that's why I love that scene. I agree. What would Great you guys scene. say is your favorite kill from this from this movie? There's a lot of good ones. Man. You know, not really even like a... I guess my favorite kill... I do really love that the scene of her being torn in half that I just talked about. Um, there's another scene where I can't remember his name. I, I want to say that his name might be Nathan, but he's he's already been killed and he's hanging upside down. I was, I and the Polonia Garia yeah. comes over and he's just that's like Nathan. ripping at his throat and like the sounds that it's making and all the blood that's coming out of the throat. Such a well done scene. The yeah. sounds of the bones cracking that's happening just kind of adds that chilling hair raising kind of effect of it. Really well done. Anthony? It, that was in. I, I it was like I was like I knew it was to say that one. I like that one a lot, and the chainsaw one. Just that 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 the head like more so the the aftermath of just the arms being flopping around because like you it cut back to a lot, but it is very disorienting to watch. Like well, like is, they definitely buried his head uh, right like underneath I, the I, dirt. I, I think, dug out a. I think that his head might be under, but I think he's wearing a giant prosthetic. Yeah, the, like they just extend the head. Yeah, so it's like out to here. Oh, I got gotcha. cool. Yeah. Look cool. It does look, look cool. great when he's flailing, though. That's, yeah. that's so good. I like this. I actually like the part that's playing right now on the TV when Rhett Laku starts melting, and it's the cover of the one that I have. Oh, it's such it's a like, cool look. It's a great melt. It looks like the uh, like a darkness melting, or at the end of City of the Vampires, right? Yeah. Uh, it's fucking awesome. I like the chainsaw one. I like when, um, what's her the What's her name? Gets her face blown off with the gun. Oh, the shotgun scene is great. Yeah, that that head splatter is really great. Well great, done great head splatter. Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. But overall, all that stuff is is pretty pretty nuts. So, Anthony, this was the first time you saw this movie, right? Yes. 
Grizz, you've seen this movie a couple times. You've owned it for a while, right? Owned it for a while, and the only reason I saw it was just through, you know, the, the tape trading lore. We all talk. We all know about the same kind of movies. We all get into the same kind of stuff. So you you hear about these things, you pick it up, and this was one that I was so glad that I did because what a fucking roller coaster. Yep, I agree, and I think I actually learned about this from you, and I bought it, and I have never been disappointed watching it. <laughs> Uh, highly uh, highly sought after tape now actually right I guess the yeah (laughs) that's true that's true so what do you think would have made this movie better though a budget different score true Anthony yeah true budget score anything else so you think it's actually pretty solid um I think it's pretty solid I think you know, there's some pretty winded <laughs> scenes that could be really shortened down and they, and they could have added some some scenes to make some of the other parts better. But other than that, it's it's a solid fucking plot with a really, really well executed uh, filming. I would just like a Matthew Jason Walsh yeah. soundtrack, like you said, yeah. and it filmed on 16 millimeter. Uh, yeah. And I would also like a Shelley Duvall fairytale intro. <laughs> all right that's that's a, that's a deep pull guys if you can remember that grizz, old. <laughs> grizz give me your uh, uh you know what i think it's time we pull out the chase scale and get to the uh the final ratings right the cinematic hell appreciation scale of excellence okay grizz what do you rate Savage Harvest. Savage Harvest is going to come in pretty high for me. It's got a really well done story with a, a well filmed uh, execution. There's not many negatives I could give this. Oh man, this is this is probably going to be up there. Four point five, four point six, easily. Anthony, um, very cohesive story. Very well thought out. Shots look great. Um, really good kills. Um, I think this just shows you when... Um, I do agree. I wish it was on film instead of tape. Um, but it, with that being said, I just think the kills speak for itself. The editing is good. I give it a 4.3. I think it's very, very good. Very, very good. I enjoyed it a lot. Different score. That says sure. something when, when, when Anthony's giving the shot on video of 4-3. That, that's, that's a pretty I do like sh- score. I, I like shot on videos, but it all comes down to concept and storytelling. doesn't matter what it's shot on. It's You're usually great. very strict <laughs> with your scoring, so I appreciate yes, that. Yes, I, I give it a very I give it a high score. I thought it was a lot of fun. Terrible I, music, though. I think this one is really well done for being a shot on video film. And being a film in general, oh. I enjoy watching it. I'll put it up against... All the other popular haunted mask goosebumps, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I give Carly this. Beth, yes. I give this one a four point nine. Man, Ooh. there we go. I love this movie. I think and it's Chase really will good. Be happy Chase will yeah. give it a five. It's not a five. It's not a five. It's up there though. It's really. Yeah. I say watch it. I think this is a good movie to watch, yeah, like good. with your friends on like a Saturday night, right? Have a few mm. cocktails. No, yeah. If you're right, if if, if darkness is a five, it. this is a four nine. Yeah, darkness for sure. is very. Yes, exactly, exactly. I think darkness is like the scale to like is like the the barometer for like yeah, shot from, on. From, <laughs> I can agree with like that. This gen- from this April gen- Fool's yeah. Day to darkness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Check for us in darkness. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Jack Frost wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't a so zero. I hate that. Or maybe movie. it was so bad. That movie, I hate so. Remember when you did a watch throw of that, and we're like, "This is." Can't wait till we do the sequel this winter. That's it. We gotta download sticker. Part two, baby. I would rather watch Michael Keaton, Jack Frost, every day for a month instead of watching Jack Frost again. <laughs> the other one. So I think it's time to get to the back of the box. Years ago, a Cherokee elder summoned into our world an evil that eventually destroyed his entire tribe. Now on the land that was once inhabited by the tribe, demonic forces await the return of this long-dead Cherokee elder. When these demons sense the arrival of the elder's descendant, they gain the ability to possess human beings. A small group of innocent people trapped on the land must unlock the riddles left behind by the Cherokee Elder. Demonic possession consumes one victim after another as showers of blood drench the earth and shrieks of pain echo throughout the forest. The possessed are animalistic, frenzied killing machines feeding on the warm meat of fresh kills you know what you should do you should you should when you do your like these the, what's the new segment called the meat grinder uh-huh you should just read the, do the, the back, back of the box but in like grind <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll try i i don't think i can it's a lot it's that's a lot. a lot it's a lot uh right. pretty pretty authentic back of the box i think eric stanzi actually wrote that so yeah, solid, solid. Definitely find this movie. Rent it, buy it from Eric Stanzi if you can find it, right? Is Wicked Pixel still around? Mm. I, I'm not sure. I know that, you know, Eric is still around, still making movies, and I'm sure he's also very, uh, very easy to talk to and, and such a nice guy. So I'm yeah, sure he'd be up. happy buy to hear something about from how much Give he him loves money. this movie. Yeah, he rules, man. Eric Stanzi's awesome. No, he's such Seriously. a fucking nice guy. He really Dude, is. Dude, check out everything else that he's done also. Yeah, all his Please. Dude, the scare game. I can't say enough about that movie. Yeah, Ice from the Sun, Scrapbook. He just just go fucking find the stuff and buy it. All right, let's get to the video drop box. So week three of our Halloween spooktacular extravaganza. Anthony, it's your turn to pick a movie. Something that you would watch around Halloween time. You want me to go? Yeah. Okay. So I was introduced to this film series uh-huh. when I was very young by my dad. Okay. And then growing up, a lot of kids on the school bus, like oh, this is my child. What, what happened? Yeah, a wee Pacini. A wee We on the school bus, and everyone was like, "Like, oh, you're watching Halloween? You don't have to watch Halloween three. It's bad. Like, you know, it's no Michael Myers." And like, this is like a thing I would talk to kids like in elementary school about. And then like one day, I was like, "I'm just gonna watch it," and it is one of my favorite Halloween movies to ever watch. This movie is fantastic as Halloween three. Everybody, I, I know it's a very popular cult movie to do. But to me, I sat on, I get to watch it for like 
till I was in middle school because everyone was like, yeah. oh, it's terrible. Yeah. I'm amazed and, we haven't and, covered it yet, and it's the perfect yeah. time to dive into it. Yeah. This, uh, this movie's it's almost, to me, I don't want to use the word like, it's it's per, it's so perfect for a it's I love it. I think it's so good. Let's I hit the trailer, and we'll get into it more. Listen, he just walked up out of the rain. I swear to God, that's all there was to him. Did my father say anything to you the night he died? I don't know. Your father came into the hospital. And he, I thought he was crazy out of his mind. He's hanging onto a Halloween mask. He wouldn't let it go. And what he said was, they're going to kill us. All of us. And in a little while, he was dead. And I don't know what the hell is going on. I've been doing some detective work. I think my father ran into trouble somewhere between here and Santa Mira. Santa Mira, founded in 1887. Colonel Cochran converted it into a toy factory. You happen to know anything about this Cochran? He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. Happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock, yes. right, Anthony? It, it's 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 one we talked about it before earlier early in the night, where it's like this movie is cursed because it's called Halloween. Yes, it's a part of the series. Because do an, a thing I wanted to bring up is like it's if it's the third movie in the series and they wanted to kick off the anthology stuff, I get it, but I think it to its own detriment since it wasn't right after the first one. That was the big fall. Yeah, but um, it's a curse that it was called Halloween three, but it wasn't. And now it's a big cult film, and I think it's just there's just so much fun parts about this. So movie. it was Season of the Witch, right? But there was already yeah. a movie called that, so they just threw the Halloween name on it, or was it always going to no, be a Halloween movie? It was. I think it was always going to be a Halloween movie. It okay. was supposed to always be a Halloween movie, and they threw Season of the Witch of it because they wanted to kick off an anthology series, but they had their arms tied, be hands tied, because they already did two. So it's weird. It's like, you know, it's weird. I think if it was Halloween 2 season of The Witch, 
kicking off the anthology series, maybe it would have been perceived better. But since it was the third, I think people were just convinced, even though Michael Myers makes an appearance in it because they're watching Halloween on TV. I think this movie is outrageous. I think it's so much fun. Now, I'm going to say that no matter what, after the first Halloween, they would never win. People just liked Michael Myers too much. And, yes, I agree. And who, I agree. But who would go see a movie called Halloween 2 and not expect to see the killer that disappeared in the movie, not in that film? Yeah. You know what I mean? So then once they, you know, they did Halloween 2, now you have this story. Who the hell wants to see something else? Exactly. But it you was know? to its own detriment that it was Halloween 3 because it got, the, it got into the theaters because of that. But... It was it's it's vice versa. It's Dude, so I, weird. I just wish they called it Season of the Witch. Who gives a shit? Just like yeah. Savage Harvest, there's a million movies called right, Savage yeah. Harvest. They should have, you know, Romero did that other one, but yeah. you know, this would have been fucking. Yeah, no one I talks about movies bigger than one, ever. So. <laughs> what year was the other one? Seventies, I think. Let's see, Season of the Witch, Romero. Do do do. 1972. Yeah, Nailed but it. I think this this movie's an all time high. Like I'll see like I'll go out now more so than when I was younger. I'll go out like to like shows and I'll see like people wearing the the Hawaiian style Halloween three shirts with all the the mask on it. You'll yeah. see people like, respect it now. Yeah, it's very it hated on for a long time. It but sells out every time it plays at the Cinemart Center. It sells out. Movie's awesome. I feel like it has a, a, almost its own separate cult following compared to Halloween itself as like a sub cult of Halloween three fans. Yeah. I feel like that, that fan base like looks at the rest of the series as secondary. Like I think (laughs) this is their Halloween. Dude, those Don post masks that they are fucking iconic. We were going to go buy them. Yeah. A couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, Those are fucking so nice. Jeez. Yeah. I I, have, I watched, I have a pretty good documentary of it too at home. Like, so I'll be watching it last week. Oh, shit. All right. We're going to be locked and loaded. Because the mask you see being made in the movie is the mask that were made for distribution. Like, they use that. Oh, it was the actual footage. It's the real footage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, next week is, you know, Anthony's pick. We're pumped. I love it. But now it's time for the wide world of gore. All right, everybody, welcome back to round two of the wide world of gore. This week, we're going to do something a little special near and dear to my heart. We're going to deep dive into the 1992 movie by the one and only Peter Jackson. That's right. We are going to be talking about Dead Alive. Uh, you may also know this movie as Brain Damage, as that is how it was released everywhere, but of course here in America. So now, Dead Alive, what makes this movie so special? Well, first of all, this movie is over the fucking top bonkers in the gore department. Uh, I would even say that this is a, uh, a milestone achievement in the gore department, as this movie did receive somewhat critical acclaim, Although not being as popular as such other horror franchises as Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street, Dead Alive certainly holds its own in the horror community and has a special place in a lot of gore fans' hearts. Certain things in this movie that I think are really important to talk about. Uh, This is a New Zealand film, as of course Peter Jackson is from New Zealand. 
So all the characters here, they all have the New Zealand accent. It really gives this movie a unique feel. And Peter Jackson alone just has a very interesting perspective on how he shoots film, which is very apparent in this movie. Some important aspects of this film that you, I think you need to take away from it uh, in the gore department are just some over-the-top practical effects that I think have yet to be outdone in a lot of senses as far as how well they are portrayed on film. Uh, we have a humongous uh, ending of a, a mother who is a giant zombie who is covered in pus and boils, which is absolutely just over the top. Uh, her stomach splits wide open, almost uh, having uh, a negative birthing effect, I guess, if you would, of the main character, Lionel. Uh, we have zombies and just decapitations, a zombified baby. There's so much in this movie that you can just come away from it being like, man, what the hell did I just watch? My favorite scene from this film easily has to be the what I would consider the gore finale. It is a scene where our main character, Lionel, is using a lawnmower to eviscerate an entire plague of zombies that he has accumulated in his home uh, over the time of this film. And there is just an abundance of blood. I'm talking buckets upon gallons upon, you know, ridiculous amounts. It, it gives The Shining a run for its money in the blood department where limbs are flying. You get just over-the-top sensibilities that this movie is no longer just a horror film, but this is absolutely a horror comedy. Uh, this movie, I think, is the perfect coining of the use slapstick, but in the sense that it's a gore film, so we are going to be calling this a splatstick. Altogether, I think Dead Alive is probably one of the best films ever made. Hence the reason there is an entire distributor of horror films from the late 90s, Dead Alive Productions, that uses the name in their um, their marketing and in their, their distribution because of the fact that it's known for being that over-the-top gore film. Altogether, this is definitely a movie that whether you're a hardcore gore hound or if you're just a simple casual horror fan, you can watch this and get so much excitement and, and take so much away from it that I don't think there's a person who's ever seen it who can say Dead Alive is a bad movie. By all means, hunt this movie down and check it out. This is 1992's Dead Alive by Peter Jackson. Okay, so before we wrap things up, I just want to announce that next week we're going to be doing our Bad Taste Halloween Extravaganza Spooktacular Giveaway. <laughs> Uh, I think I changed. I think I changed the name. Um, me and Grizz, Grizz and I will both be sending care packages to whoever wins this giveaway that we do. We haven't exactly decided on the rules yet, but it will be worth your while. By the right? time you're listening to this right now, you will have the rules in front of you. Yeah, we're gonna figure out uh, something, and we'll announce the winner on our Halloween episode. Right? I guess that would only be. Right. I think that's perfect. We should like pick it from like a Ouija board somehow and have like a spirit pick the name. <laughs> if you we can figure that? that out, I'm down. I guess well like me like Anthony and I could do it here. Yeah, you guys can do it there yeah. so I don't have to be would involved. You, would you tr would you trust that? Oh, shit. 
Would you guys be okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine. Let's do it. All right. I guess we're going to end up getting possessed here. That's it. I've seen the game. I've seen uh, the movies. Pazuzu. I've seen how this ends. I've seen the movies. I know what happened. Oh, by the way, you know what I didn't mention? Savage Harvest? A lot like Night of the Demons also. Oh, yeah. I thought... Native American lore. When you said demons, I thought you meant Night of the Demons. So I instantly thought... Keep an eye on my Instagram. Keep an eye on the Twitter. Keep an eye on the Facebook. Join the Facebook group. We'll also post it there. Right? Grizz is over there. Uh, moderating yeah, I appreciate shit. everybody jumping in recently. We got a, a bunch of new followers. People be posting stuff. That's exactly what we uh, we're hoping to see. Yeah, we want to hear from you. Uh, we want suggestions. We like comments. We like questions. We want to see what you got. <laughs> Anthony, where could they find you on the internet? Abyssini on inst- on Instagram for just say hi. Yeah, just say hi. Uh, Grizz, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore Enabler. Who just say hey. hi. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video on Instagram to just say hi. And also, please subscribe. Give us five stars wherever you're listening to us. I, I googled like our our podcast. There's so many places to listen to podcasts that we're on. Unreal. So many third party. We're on like an Amazon one now. No yeah. excuses. Yeah, we're fucking everywhere. Jesus. Uh, it's it's really pretty incredible. Thank you guys for the yeah. listens. It really really warms our hearts. Makes us feel like it's worth it, right? Yeah. Chris is gonna get two hours of sleep and go to work. Tell your friends about us. Yeah, for sure. Tell your friends about. <laughs> <laughs> so we will continue uh, next week with Halloween Three: Season of the Witch.